0: Greetings program, hello and welcome to Tronologically Speaking, a movie by minute podcast talking about Disney's 1982 movie Tron. This is Minute 59. I'm your host, Duncan Shields, and returning with me today is my dazzling, impressive, and delightful guest co-host, Eric Nash. Welcome, Eric.
1: Hey, thanks for having me back
0: for this second day of the week, right? Yeah, it's good to have you back. It's wonderful. Um what happens in this minute let's see yori gives an update to a guard and then gets yanked into an alcove by tron and then they, <laughs> they quote unquote sneak out of the room uh let's see the red guard asks for an update and the update she gives to the red guard is 30 56 99 are correct limited four and eight are missing her delivery here is pretty flat and robotic, I suppose, to show that she's been zombified. But without having seen her in the grid before, uh, this is more like a character introduction. And it's been so long since we've seen Dr. Laura Baines that I don't know if anyone mov- watching this movie even understood that it was supposed to be Yori, Dr. Laura Baines's program, or even that it was the same actor.
1: Yeah. Like if uh-huh. you
0: take if you take away her glasses and hair, you could be forgiven for not noticing right away that it was the same person. And the um the gibberish that she's saying doesn't super help. Like all in all, it's a bit of a confusing return to the screen for her character in my opinion. Uh-huh. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's I, I can see that. It's it's especially for, you know, when I when I watched it as a younger person, you know, I, I definitely uh I don't think I really gathered everything that was really going on uh had had, had that you know great of an eye for detail as i have since
0: yeah uh, we've talked to i've talked to a few people here that like totally didn't realize that Mm -hmm. there were actors in the real world that were playing their counterparts in the computer world like they didn't know that bruce Boxleitner was playing two roles or that uh Dumont was playing two roles or that or that uh Cindy Morgan was playing two roles and it wasn't until they were way older that they watched it again that they were like oh oh those are the same people (laughs) like you know you you put them in black and white you take off their glasses you put a hockey helmet on them like I can see I can see not not getting it you know especially since it's been such a long time since we've seen uh since we've seen Dr. Laura Baines. But we get a bunch of electronic sounds and radio t- chatter as she turns away from the guard walking past the other data entry programs off screen it's I like that there's a lot of uh, color in this room uh-huh. it's not as monotone as the other ones you know like the carpet's pretty hard on the eyes that's kind of like a Vegas <laughs> like a Vegas carpet or something like that but there's um, green grids and up above the windows with like bright blue and bright yellow squares flashing on it And the dashboards in front of the other programs seem to be different colors, too. You've got to see a a dashboard of Mm -hmm. red, one of yellow. But one of the coolest things is the one closest to us seems to be using, like, a a mouse. Mm -hmm. She's got this transparent, glowing mouse, this bright blue mouse with a glowing blue cord snaking into the dashboard, tracing the shape of a solar sailor on the green grid in front of her. Uh, And I wonder... I mean, I wonder if they made any mice like that in real life. Not necessarily for Tron, but Mm, if they made any transparent glowing mice. Because I remember transparent uh, telephones.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And, you know, they had neon inside the the rim of them or something to make them glow when they rang. That was a real 80s thing that I remember was these transparent phones with neon on the inside. That was futuristic, istic, istic. (laughs) And one of the... For the numbers
1: that? that, that, that she, that she said. Yeah. So that, then that's definitely a big thing that was for, for, especially for Watchmen. That's, that's, you know, you know, there, there's a lot of different points when, when some numbers were, were shown on screen and, and, uh, I don't know about said so much, but shown, um, and, and, and definitely my co-host Travis, he, he, he was kind of the one that he just kind of took that role of looking that up more so than I did. Um, usually. Right. But, uh, in this case, I went ahead and I went ahead and Google search real quick and actually I, I somehow had a weird different search engine at, at when I first did it and I corrected it. But for some reason, my, my, uh, my, uh, browser was set to Yahoo, but nonetheless, it was 3056 (laughs) is the first, I just, I just put in those two numbers right off the bat and I get, and I get, uh, Bible (laughs) verse, um, so, disregard that, because I really doubt that has a lot of, you know, could could have anything to do with this. Um, yeah. But but then, uh, the add in the 99, and there's definitely a little bit of a, a homage to, and it's a, it's a uh, this movie, it's gotta be, it's uh, a, a song by a band called uh, 8 Kilohertz Mono.
0: Oh, you know? okay.
1: So, and I, I haven't listened to that yet, at least, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get around to that here sometime this week, but... But you know, I have to think that that's that's pretty pretty much uh, dead on what what uh, that band was going for, <laughs> that already okay. geeky sounding band, eight kilohertz mono. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then finally, would... when I put in the four and eight as well, after all that, yeah, and we get the the very top thing is the the longitude lad, latitude, even though it's missing one, <laughs> technically I think um, one one uh, set of numbers. Um, yeah. but it's and it's somewhere in the middle of China.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, but, but there finally
1: was... is, uh, in that one, when you scroll down on, on that, on those Google results, you do definitely see a lot of, uh, people, uh, talking about, uh, in forums and so forth about Tron.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, tower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder what that was, uh, what that was about. I wonder if those uh, those numbers have uh, if yeah. they were if they if they do or if it was just some random numbers. One thing I like though is that they do keep it consistent because later on, as she's walking away, you hear one of the uh, one of the programs in the background say, eight requested at Sailor Hangar." So when she says "limited four and eight are missing," then you some some you know a second later you hear somebody requesting an eight, <laughs> whatever the eight is. So I thought that was a nice bit of continuity right it almost reminds me of like a sesame street sketch or something you know brought to you by the number eight you know we're missing an eight we're requesting an eight so she's walking by an alcove and then an arm lashes out to grab her and pull her in and when she's getting yanked in you can hear tron say don't scream which is probably about the worst way to low profile do whatever he's planning to do here that i can i can imagine i mean How did he get up to the control booth? And he's basically hiding behind a vending machine, you know, so he doesn't cover her mouth or anything. He just says, don't scream. I don't know. Tron's really good at games and he's a very driven guy, but I don't really see him as uh, having a career in espionage, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, Well,
1: amazingly though, it
0: works, you know? (laughs) It works. (laughs) You know? Yeah, that's the thing, I guess. But but instead, she
1: repeats what she was just telling the Red Guard.
0: Yeah, right. Which,
1: which you you've kind of already you kind of already answered in uh, you know saying kind of zombie like and
0: yeah, yeah. She just kind of gazes up at him like uh, at Jack Nicholson in the end of one floor with the cuckoo's nest or whatever. She just looks kind of lobotomized, you know, passive and staring in his grip. You know, looking at him with like mild indifference, like she's not being, you know, gripped. Mm-hmm and then uh and then Tron says, Yori. and she starts to say again thirty fifty six ninety nine are correct limited four and eight are missing and it's uh it's interesting, I don't know but there's uh there's a, on the back wall here there's like some glowing red yep. letters like uh-huh. an m and an a, and it's in a different font than the other Tron fonts that we've seen on the walls of the light cycle arena, so that's kind of that's kind of cool, although we did see this font. On the little television screen inside the jail cell that they were all being held in. So, this is like a secondary Tron font that's uh, being used inside the world. And then Tron puts Yori's face between his hands, and she takes a second to stare at him, and you, hear, you see the mist clear. And she says, Tron! And then gasps and takes him into her arms, recognizing him and giving him a, a big hug. And Tron says, Yori, (laughs) and Yori breaks the embrace to say, I knew you'd escape. They haven't built a circuit that could hold you, which is uh, more of that sort of funny inside the computer speak, you know, like what was it in the beginning when he's like, the MCP is kidnapping all these programs. Who does he calculate he is? You know, there's all these uh, little sort of funny computer slang ones and then uh it's a little confusing though because circuits are solid state and not software so i don't know how she's aware of those things but i don't know maybe it's necessary knowledge in her world at her level of program but it's kind of funny they haven't built a circuit that could hold you tron i thought that was pretty good and so she eagerly goes in for some more love but tron stops her and says listen yori we have to make plans where can we go? And Yori gets a look on her face like she's deeply confused and thinks for like five seconds. And then she comes to a conclusion and says, This way, quickly. Um, she leans out of the alcove, looks at the other programs, and then dashes out of the room. And as she looks at the other programs, we can hear one of the voiceovers say, Gibson report to Sector 8. And I wonder if this is a nod to William Gibson, the mm-hmm. cyberpunk science fiction writer. Mm-hmm. Because Burning Chrome came out in 82, so I imagine it's possible, but, you know, whatever. Gibson's a common last name, so maybe it was a, a member of the crew or just a random name or something. Did you read any uh, William Gibson back in the uh, no, no, I
1: haven't, uh, but, but yeah, I certainly don't know the name, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, like, coming up with the term cyberpunk. He apparently is pretty, uh, <laughs> kind of ruse the day that that's his claim mm-hmm. to fame, but I guess you can't... Uh, it's like the guy in Ferris Bueller, the Bueller, Bueller, <laughs> Bueller, uh-huh. Bueller, that guy. He, uh, He's written like four books on economics. He's like a, a decorated professor, and he's like, yeah, but I know what's going to be on my tombstone, though. No, it's yeah. just <laughs> going to say, like, you know, Bueller, <laughs> Bueller. He, you know, he leans into it. Ben Stein, that's that guy's name. I think this, this is one of those minutes, like, I don't know – about you but i think this is one of those minutes that needs a lot more expository dialogue than it has you know because i don't like who is yori what is their previous relationship how does she shake off the conditioning was it all an act why does she seem so slow on the uptake what plans why does tron need her where are they what is the solar Sailor? like i'll admit that this was the point The first time I saw it, this was the point where the movie started to lose a little steam for me. Wow. Because this this scene left me with a real what's going on vibe. Like I'd fallen asleep for a second and missed (laughs) some important information, you know. And like Tron is cryptic. He kidnaps somebody and just says, we have to make plans. Like, Okay. Like regarding what? What's happening? (laughs) Like what's going on? So that was... uh, I remember that about this scene did you feel a little a little lost by this scene or were you just kind of going with it
1: well i mean from from previous watches from as like as long as ago as I, I as i recall um yeah you know that's it's it's quite possible yeah I, I i could see this you know being that uh being that uh one of those things that uh you know you kind of yeah you do kind of get like Hmm. I don't. You know, this this seems odd. You know, <laughs>
0: there's yeah. Where are we headed? You know, yeah. where's where are we going from? But here?
1: watching it minute by minute, you know, without having that fuller picture, yeah. You know, oh okay, this this should make sense. You know, yeah. This this should be a workable scene, as long as there yeah. was something previous. But <laughs> if they're, with with, with they're not having been that, that that sure does make me scratch my head more. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I wonder. I just wonder if maybe Yori, Cindy Morgan's Yori character, had a bigger part. Uh-huh. I just, I really needed a a before, because this is obviously her after, right? Like she's uh-huh. been capped and booted as a zombie and made a slave of the M.C.P. to work on the Solar Sailor program. But what was she before? Was she more vibrant? Did she have a different look? You know, we could have seen her get captured, or uh, or something like that, so we can have something to compare it to, so we can see. Oh, geez, she's had all of her, all of the steam taken out of her. You know, like she's just she's been, uh, she's being controlled or low powered. One thing they go into in the, the novelization a lot is that the MCP is giving everybody almost no power. Like, he's keeping all the power for his guards and himself, and he's just, you know, giving out little, just enough to survive. He's got everybody on, like, starvation rations of power, which is why they're all kind of like, what? Huh? Like, they're not really together because they're, they're just in a fog of uh, energy starvation. And that would have been, that would have been cool to sort of see. You can sort of see it with, uh, Sark at the beginning when he slows down Sark's power cycles. And uh, Sark's like, stop! I need that, you know. But that would have been cool. Uh, that sort of takes us to the end of the minute because they just they just bail, have a short conversation. Well, well, and and I think
1: you I, I think you alluded to it the the footsteps. <laughs>
0: the That's footsteps?
1: The, yeah the the sound of the footsteps. Yeah. Know? I mean, you know, and of course they they have the they have the great you know electronic vibe to them, but they are they are really
0: mixed high <laughs> yeah it's like, yeah it's something that you really uh... you really hear in all of the footsteps in the in the tron world is they're just really flanged and they're really flattened yeah. <laughs> they're really mixed high they've got a very kind of a neat sound to them but they're really they are i guess you can't really say they're in your face if it's a sound but they do really they do really stand yeah. out
1: but i so. mean it just you know it just make sneaking around what, the, which, which is an yeah. important part of this little part right here yeah so try you to know. sneak
0: around to tap shoes or something like you know he's right over there I can hear him very plainly you know very hard to be sneaky in the Tron world or like in the cave when they're just lying on the ground adjusting their weight it's like scrape bonk oh, yeah. bonk scrape mm-hmm. you know so I mean but then if we want to get into uh well, well the last thing what
1: know? with what I said for last minute the, yeah. so the other thing here for this uh this look and so forth of this of this room back at you know second roughly ten here. Um mm-hmm. is what I'm looking at. You know, um it's it's from another uh uh movie by minute podcast that I happen to be on for these for the minutes where this is this is what it's reminded me of. Um from two thousand one a Space Odyssey. Oh, okay. um, it's it's i was on for the minutes where uh the the lunar the lunar vehicle is flying flying around and and they show where it's going and the, to 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 the to the uh, uh uh control room you know where they were uh, allowing it to land oh
0: yeah that's and right so, that's right
1: so it's it's, it's it's definitely it's it's the composition wise is i mean it's it's nearly a mirror image but wow. and a couple less people too, you know. They only have like yeah. two, or three people in there, I think, at that point. Yeah, that's
0: especially. right. Good call. I yeah. haven't seen 2001 in a very um, long time.
1: I definitely talked with those guys uh, about uh, industrial design there as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, because yeah, that had a that, that tried yeah. to have a real root in yeah, realism, real, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all the all the ships in there were like mm-hmm. trying to be what they might actually be. Ah, uh, 2001, and then that year is 20 years ago now. <laughs> Hard to believe, almost. Well, the differences between the screenplay and the novel, in the novel they give a bit more of an explanation because Tron is still super juiced up from the power, from the power cave, and what happens when he takes Yori's space in his hands is that the power from him flows into her, and that powers her up and lets her see through the cloud of confusion that she's in. That would have been a nice sort of visual cue like that, some sort of glittering or sound effect to show that he's doing something to her. Otherwise, it's just... I mean, it just kind of looks like she's glacially slow at recognizing old friends and then very quick to be all in once she realizes who it is. So it's kind of... Yeah. But then that I guess that also would have been confusing because then it would have been like, does Tron have powers? You know? Yeah, yeah. So I guess as it is. Well, it would would
1: have required more um, previous shots of everyone doing something similar to other people. Something like that, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. The screenplay's similar, except we don't get to see her doing her job. She just gets yanked into an alley by Tron and struggles Mm -hmm. against him before he says, I'm not going to hurt you, I'm going to let you go now don't scream or I'll be very sorry. And then she calms down and he says, put your hand behind your back. And then he touches his hand to hers. Mm. And there's a rich, there's a rich glow and power flows from his hand to hers, waking her up again. It's a bit of a strange posture that I don't think would have come across in film, but I don't know either way. In both of those scenes, there was, he was giving her, giving her power. I don't know. It's like swim caps. I like it though. It's kind of a neat, a neat, a neat costume but i can see a lot of people not being super down with it they had to get dance belts for everybody mm-hmm. cuz their uh, their their junk was pretty front and center so that was something they had to do cuz it's like guys this is a disney movie we have to uh have to wear something that's going to be a little less revealing but that takes us to the end of uh 59 i think these minutes are getting a little shorter. Not too much happens in these ones. Uh, do you want to tell people uh, where to find you again? All right. Uh, yeah, you just real quick.
1: That? I'll I'll mention yeah. the the uh, three uh, podcasts I've I'm mm-hmm. doing still. <laughs> Watching yeah. a minute uh, continues on possibly. Uh, but the, awesome. it's always it's always there. It's it should be there for quite a while, hopefully, if not forever, in a sense. Um, yeah. And then almost famous minute. And uh, so those, those are two just like this, this show you can find on the moviesbyminutes.com website. Um, and then also uh, Feels Like Weezer, which is goes through Weezer's catalog track by track, song by song.
0: Nice. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, just uh, Google Tronologically Speaking or do that chronologically Speaking on Twitter and same at Gmail. Or join us on Facebook, Tronologically Speaking, the Minute by Minute listeners page. And uh, while you're there, go over to MoviesByMinutes.com and see if your favorite movie is there for other Movie by Minutes podcasts. And especially try the Star Wars Minute because they're the ones that started it all. And they were very welcoming and everybody else joined in. And now it's just a big uh, Movie by Minute party over there. So go see if your favorite movie is there. And if it isn't, think about doing one yourself. you want to try a little uh, end of line on three? Sure. All right. One, two, three. And of, of line. line.